listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and... Hold on a minute, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Cochran is back, ladies and gentlemen, from a tremendously successful run in Edinburgh. (laughs) Wonder what that feels like. (laughs) Um, Anyway, you can text our show on 812.15. What you doing? Sorry, um, someone was just messing with my buttons. Um, Wasn't me, can I just say... Can I just say it wasn't me? Or me. Do you want you doing that in, in, the, your, in your corner, of, in your periphery? Anyway, text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Cockroach my Madden. desk, my rules. Speaking of the peripheral vision, has anybody yeah. else ever had an eyebrow hair sort of... I had one this morning. It's really this annoying, morning. isn't it? It's really annoying. Sorry, I don't, I'm not using this morning as a, as a vague catch-all term. I mean I'm this morning. It that you mean today. Excuse yeah. me. I thought I'd woken up, up in, in a Wild West prison. Excuse me, can you explain what you mean? Had, like bars going down. Oh, right, right. An eyebrow hair, what, descending into the eye going socket? Across, the viewpoint. Going across the viewpoint, so yeah. So oh, I never get out of that out of control. No, but I mean, your eyebrows no. are absolutely meticulous. Ooh. Whereas mine, you know, you get to an age. Den- oh, yeah. You don't have Dennis Healy eyebrows. No, no, but I have to keep them under close control. Oh, What about the Turkish barbers? They always have a good go at the uh, <laughs> eyebrows. Yes, they're great, I hear, for that sort of um, forensic yeah. work. Yeah, fire in the ears. <laughs> yes, singe. <laughs> it's nice to have a cockerel back. It's nice to be back. Indeed. Um, for- I've looked at the emails. After, oh, have you done the troll? Oh, yesterday <laughs> when I was young, so many, many songs. Sorry. Any, anything anything trollable? Yeah, I've learned something. Go oh, on. well, let's, let's, something start, let's start with education. Let's face it, there's precious little of it about well, we've in had popular an email. entertainment. We've had what happened email. to Lord Reith's view of educate, <laughs> entertain and inform? I don't think that was on commercial radio, but we'll go with it. No, but, you know, um, we're, we're carrying it on. The BBC have abandoned it. More indeed. Well. <laughs> Morning all, or evening, if this is Alan doing his Friday night troll. Hugely deserved praise withheld. So oh, we're can not, I hold we're not you there? Have that. Is, is the theory that you come in at night and do uh, <laughs> that I think people troll. do think that. I think I love that. Yeah. He stays up all night. Alan going in maybe in spectacles, you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and looking a bit cash. He just sits in a dark, under a single... Um, yeah, angle points. Angle points. Under an angle point. lamps. I've no, got Frank, one at home. Love them. I see him with They're a bit good, of yeah. a journalist's um, deadline visor on his head. Oh, yeah. And the sleeves rolled, shirt sleeves rolled up, OK? That sounds good as well. You know well. what I'd love? An angle point shower. Yeah? Do they exist? No. <laughs> they will, Sorry. Oscar, they will. Yeah. Anyway, Alan, You can get on. to work designing it. You come up with a lot of good ideas know, on this man. show. I'm an ideas, man, but I don't have a shed. <laughs> <laughs> we can work on that. <laughs> OK. Um, uh, I had an ind- idiotic eureka moment this week. We all know the idiom, when life gives you lemons, which we do, I think. I have uh, never heard that before in my life. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You're joking. You no, no, honestly. Are I, you absolutely <laughs> joking? I swear, to you, I swear to you, I've never heard that. It, I've never just... seen Paris Gump. Paris, Paris. Paris Gump? <laughs> What's he called? That's his sister. Um, what's Paris Gump? Paris Gump sounds like a, a bit of an Forest. adult, an adult version you might have seen. <laughs> yeah. This is Forrest Gump. Paris Gump. It's like you know, you know that Disneyland was an American thing, and then they tried it in Europe. Frank, <laughs> you know what I like? Who'd star in Paris Gump? <laughs> uh, I also 
also like Mar- Marion Cotillard. Oh yeah. yeah, she'd been. I like the um, you know the vo- the current Vogue for I've never seen, I've never done. Dot dot dot. Well, we oh, did yeah. we did Michael Owen's we tea did and indeed. coffee, didn't we? Yeah. Last week, I've never seen Paris Gump. I mean, I'd I'd watch that show. No. No, Paris, yes. Anyway, I have never heard the phrase, if they give you lemons, if make life lemon. Gives, if okay. life gives you lemons. Clearly, I haven't heard it. Lemonade. I don't know it. <laughs> what is it? If life gives you lemons, make, gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Well, this person then continues. Let's just take that as the thing that does happen. Okay. Um, this person then continues. It only just occurred to me that lemons were chosen for this phrase for their bitterness, i.e. when life throws sour, difficult stuff at you. I just thought it was a case of when life gives you something, make the most of it. Okay. Well, can I say, even though I've never heard it before, I did get that instantly. Did the you? The bitterness element. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Oh, so if life gives you a difficult thing, make right. the best of it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't at all. Sweeten it. <laughs> yeah. So I've learned the same as this person. Okay. Can I just life say... has given me kumquats. What should I do with them? <laughs> just eat them whole, though. Yeah. You don't, you yeah, just don't, the sit, don't sit on any cold surfaces. That's my advice. <laughs> also, don't start getting all confident throwing that phrase around. You didn't know it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once I hear a new phrase, I cannot leave it alone. Well, what about once you hear this? You've just had a message from official Jim Davidson. No. Oh, yeah. He says, hello, Frank. Hi, Jim. There you go. This official, yes. Is this happening? Jim's account, yeah. Wow. He's saying good morning to you. It's nice. Yeah. Say good morning back, Frank. <laughs> Say com- good morning back. Is you're bossing com- him around. Is your comedy friend. Morning, Jim. Morning, everyone. <laughs> That's nice, though. Last time I saw Jim Davidson, I was. Uh, we were in the makeup room. I think this morning, me and him were in adjoining chairs, mm-hmm. talking comedy. Oh. And uh, Dara O'Brien came in, and it really looked like he'd caught me having an affair. He looked absolutely <laughs> horrified. I said, have you met Jim? And he's going, oh, well, yeah, and he went. And I, I saw him recently, and he said, no, I was just a bit bit thrown by it. I didn't... It was great. <laughs> oh, man. Comedy. Our brothers in comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, 124 has replied to your uh, request for an angle poise shower. Mm. Is that what you came up with a minute ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this might uh, constitute as work bants. Uh, <laughs> they've said, uh, only if you have a shower big enough for an angle poise shower head, Frank. So you okay. need an angle poised shower head for it, and then it says Mick the plumber. So I'm guessing. I that think that's... I think my, I think I have. I think certainly one oh. of them must be that big. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, old Van Hoogstraten, property <laughs> owner again. Uh, um, yeah. Well, you know, if life gives you strawberries, yeah, <laughs> um, buy a load of property. <laughs> that's uh, that's a modern spin. Use on a it. straw to suck out the stalks. Oh yeah, um, that's good. Frank, too. we've had a whatever happened to which. Uh, I'd like to share with you. This is from Bob. Hello. Whatever happened to magic eye pictures? As soon as I learnt how to do them, they disappeared. That, that's that's what happened uh, to Paris to me. Gump. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I learnt to do them late. I was a late uh, late adopter of the magic eye pictures, mm. and then they sort of went out of fashion. No sooner had I got them, yeah. I never got them. Never saw through one. The same thing happened to me with. Uh, do you remember those things that were called something like clackers? There were two balls on strings. Oh, yeah. And you used to have to wave your hand and they went... Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd lurk them right on the right on the curve of them going out of fashion. Oh, just, so the, just as they went away. Oh. But um, yes. Okay. Um, they're very satisfied. I've used them in other contexts. No. What, do you, the what skill. other context? What, well, the bedroom? This, yes, I do use it in the Here bedroom. Here we go. What the? Here we go. Sorry, Al, it's gone a bit blue since you've been yeah, No, no, this is very clean. Um, I find that if I can't get to sleep, I do with my brain basically what I used to do with my eyes um, with those um, magic eye pictures. Magic, okay. And uh, I just let the, my brain... You know, the whole thing, the way to see the picture in a magic eye is to stop focusing, to just be. Oh, yeah. And if you can work out how to do that with your brain, just get back to sleep again. Little okay. tip. Yeah. Little life hack here from the show. Mm. Better than counting sheep. Yeah, I don't think counting sheep works, personally. Mm. I don't like counting in any... Uh, in oh, any oh, CSE grade four. Do you think maths is going to help me sleep? <laughs> it's like, all it's ever done is get me awake. <laughs> Counting my showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but this is our what about, what about I was woken up the other morning. I was fast asleep. Yeah. And uh, Boz came in. My Boz, I have a six-year-old uh, son, I, I know. And uh, he came into the room. I didn't hear a thing. I was asleep. And he, the way he woke me up was just by grabbing my ankle. <laughs> it was really oh. terrifying. Oh, I you, love know that, you know that nightmare about stepping out of bed in the night and there's a, a hand comes from under the bed and grabs oh, your ankle? Yeah. It was a like Stephen that. King novel or something. Yeah, it was like I was going to be dragged to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, just as far as the fridge. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Okay. But so you're if, wondering uh, how you're going to get out of this now. I'm just thinking if life gives you ready brick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make, make ready brick. Enjoy it. That doesn't work, does it? Doesn't. Okay. It's okay. I can't think of a way out I'm of this. Worse. I can't leave it like this. I feel <laughs> disgusted with myself. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, so, 650 has texted, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade and ensure you submit the sugar tax payment to HMRC. See, that's good. That's a um, small print there on yeah, exactly. radio. Is that yeah. better than Ready Brick? I like, um, <laughs> I, I like advice <laughs> that comes with parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, that'll do. Okay. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What have you been up to? to um, I went to Pope's Grotto this, uh, this week. What's oh. that? Pope's got, you know, do you know Alexander Pope, the uh, poet? You've heard of him? Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he was 18th century. I mean, the other Pope's been more in the news in the last week yeah. or two. But... I yeah. thought that was like meeting Santa. I thought he sat yeah. on his knee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if only, although he was, uh, he was quite small and had got, uh, he had uh, growth problems. So you probably couldn't sit on his knee. Oh, anyway. It's um, a shame. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, you'd know, you'd know his stuff. Oh, I know Alexander Pope. Yeah, you'd know, like, Fools Rush In Where Angels mm. Fear to Tread. That's one of his. That's that's well known, yeah. Hope Springs Eternal. He's had some Heard greats. Yeah. Um, and, of course, his big one, <laughs> The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's his sort of definitely maybe. Well, I mean, to actually come up with a film title, that's, that's <laughs> quite unique in the 18th century. And happy birthday to you. He did that. You don't yeah. know that. You that's, say that was, um, he did that other suit, uh, film 100. title, Superman Three. Yeah. It's one of his. I think he did uh, Paris Gump. 
but I don't know. Harry's really got mine. Yeah. I think that's mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're having that. Uh, yeah. That would probably be bought by a very low-brow <laughs> fashion magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watched Superman 3 this week uh, with my child. Oh. Watching your six-year-old really, really laugh at Richard Pryor is quite oh, an ex- good. experience because Excellent. you wouldn't have thought that was possible because obviously stand-up is a, it's a bit rude. Right, yeah, yeah. Things adult content. Yeah, yeah. Strange turn. Oh, man, he loved well. him in Superman Three. <laughs> Great, <laughs> loved him. Funny bones, travel. Oh mm. yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, Pops Grotto. The grotto. So I suppose we've all, haven't we? When we've, you know, when you realise you're making a few bob, we've all <laughs> fantasised about our own grotto. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Abs never. Okay, well, it's, you know what it is? It's a sort of a bespoke cave. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like Santa's photo? I feel we've already lost about 20% of our <laughs> listeners right there. But well, when you know. you've made a few balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what happens in the grotto? Well, what happened was that when Pope started to make a few bob as a, as a poet, he bought a, a, a place in Twickenham. Mm. Um, and because... Um, well, anyway... And so there was a road that separated, a public road that went between his house and his garden. Right. Um, That's how you get it cheap. All right, yeah. So he decided, well, I'll build a tunnel from the house to the garden and I won't have any problems with the road. And once he went underground, he thought, you know, I wouldn't mind a little... A little bespoke cave down there. <gasps> so he got, um, you know, he got some sparkly minerals, and uh, he got. There's two in there. There's two pieces. Some Perrier water, lovely. There's nice. two pieces of For guests um, coming in. The the Giant's Causeway. Really? Mate of his brought a couple of bits. I mean, um, they didn't know then that, okay. that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> No. But, you know, Elgin Marbles, it's the same principle. <laughs> Similar. Yeah, so they're still in there. You can still go and see. If you, if you say to someone, let's go and see the Giant's Causeway, they think, oh, lovely, Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah, and then you take, take them to Twickenham. Exactly. Much warmer. Well, so in the grotto, I've got this hopelessly wrong. Okay. Because I assumed it to have sort of... In the grotto, isn't that Elvis Presley song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if he'd done a song about Alex? In the grotto. <laughs> doon diddle doo I love a sparking mineral. <laughs> hey, is that the Jan's Causeway in the grotto? <laughs> um... Samuel Johnson, of course, said of the Giants Causeway, another 18th century, it's come very 18th century, yeah. he said it was worth seeing but not worth going to see. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, Girl. lovely. That's good. Uh, I'm just saying, I imagined it, when you said grotto, I think I saw fairy lights and maybe some scented candles and sort of succulent plants. I thought, what, is there nothing there? Is there no cushions or anything? They haven't made it nice. No, but I mean, he's not still there. No, I know, but I thought someone would have preserved it Well, it is, it is being... It well, is like being throws and it is yeah, being soft throws. furnishings. Yeah. Scatter cushions. I don't know if there was ever soft furnishings. <laughs> there's a, there's a really? sort of drawing of him do it, writing down there. It, it does, it's not, he's not on uh, cushions. He's okay. on like, quite a sturdy... Mm. Different times, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was good. just I was in Pope's Grotto for goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not having a go at it. I'm excited yeah. by it. Okay. I was, uh, I was genuinely excited by it. It's like right. you know, minerals. You know, yeah. minerals. Is that all there was? <laughs> no, there's there's other, there was the odd statue, but um, the minerals was the ex- oh, there was mirrors. 
Oh, really? There was some of Pope's original mirrors was in there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What were they like, the mirrors, then? A bit uh, not bit, so bit good. A bit burnished right. now. Yeah. See, what mm. he used to do, he'd hang a lamp up and he had the mirrors fitting. Angle poise? more light. I don't think... I don't, was this, <laughs> when was the... No. Ang- now, wasn't the angle poise invented by the same bloke who invented the um, traffic, the parking meter? Oh, uh, possibly. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, he gave with one hand, he took with the other, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why didn't they have an angle poise parking meter? Oh, you're pointless, yeah. absolutely pointless. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's probably why. You need Sorry, to work everyone. on that. Get in, go into the grotto and workshop that. Um, well, yeah, I've got more grotto. Have you? Yeah. This, I Great. think this is getting a bit like MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> if there'd been an 18th century version. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute so you're in Pope's Grotto. So I'm in Pope's Grotto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Pope's Grotto. I looks up. You looked up. And uh, it was... Uh, another it's... great thing that um, uh, that he said, Pope, which I really like, is if you admit you were, that you've been wrong about something, um, what you're actually saying is you are wiser today than you were yesterday. Yeah. And I've been looking for a positive spin <laughs> on, being on wrong. that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I've always found it strange when people don't happily admit to being wrong because of that. Maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm on the same page as... I find uh, people, who say, people who say that never admit to being wrong, <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> but, I mean, you could be the exception. Maybe. You could be the... It's a great, great get-out-of-jail-free card, I find. Yeah. I'm so, sorry I'm wrong. So Over, done. The, the house, the, the villa that he built was on the river. It's it got the, villas now? It was on, well, the villa's gone. There's oh. a lot of money in being a poet back then, <laughs> wasn't there? Oh, well, he did, his, he did his own subscriptions, you see. He was, oh, he was crafty. Right. Was he celebrity poet then? So he was, yeah, well, it wasn't like a, a Van Gogh situation. He was celebrity, but he was a Catholic, which at the time um, held people back a bit. So he was. He, that's why he lived out of town. I think. Oh, okay. There was a time. Not. I think when his his family had to live further out because they put a restriction on how close Catholics could live to central London. Case oh, okay. Case because at that time they could be naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Who said that to you? No, Someone said bit naughty. We were asking Frank. about the worst away fans. Yeah. Oh, and right. he was saying, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then he said, that, he said about, I don't know about away, he said, but West Ham at home are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the great quotes. Yeah, but, um, yeah, we used to, I used to do that. My, my dad used to, was, was forever claiming people for the Catholic Church. So I remember him saying to me, Elvis is a good Catholic. I said, I think he was like a... No, good yeah. Catholic Elvis. And Bobby Charlton, I remember he claimed. <coughs> oh, and really? his greatest achievement, I always thought, his longest shot ever. It, my dad honestly claimed that Muhammad Ali was Catholic. <laughs> yeah. I said, but that's the whole thing with him, isn't it? He's, he said, oh, no, I'm, I'm on about he was brought up a Catholic. Again, oh. completely untrue. And then he threw salt in your face. <laughs> Didn't argue with him then. Hey, Frank, we've had a message in from someone who says, I went to St Catherine's School for 14 years in Twickenham on the site of the grotto. Oh, yeah. I regularly spent Convent time... Convent School, I think. Um, I think she might know the name of her school in fairness. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I said it is a convent Oh, I, I, thought, no, I not... thought you were saying it was called something else. <laughs> okay. And regularly spent... Yeah, isn't it called uh, <laughs> Paris? I thought you were correcting her. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't correct. Then. I think she knows her own. Sorry, OK, so she's a convent girl. We've established yeah. that. But, you know, 
regularly spent time moving from prep to senior school through the grotto to avoid the main road. Oh, that's We used good. to run through his kids and turn all the lights off on others coming through behind us, leaving them in pitch black darkness. Grotto fun. <laughs> it's from Ilse. Oh, God, God, I'm just thinking, is there any way I could get myself a grotto? Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, remember, he was pre-nuclear weapons. I mean, it didn't Maybe have that big plus. Head of the game. Apparently very cool in the hot weather. What would you have given for a, a yeah. grotto the last couple of months? Yeah. 8, 12, 15? <laughs> anyway, it was great. I got showed around and told lots of stuff. Did you get the VIP treatment? I, no, because no, I'll tell you what it is. They hope, um, I did a bit. <laughs> Frank, I like your PA ringing. Hello, I'm looking for a celebrity contact for Alexander Pope's well, that, that grotto, <laughs> please. Well, the thing is, they, they don't open it. It's not open every day by any means. Oh, isn't it? Because it, you have to go through the school to get to it. Right. Oh, yeah. So, um... I think it might... Oh, is it one of these architecture open week things, or is it...? Well, um, I think, okay, I don't know when it opens, right. but it's not It's not regularly, you have to check. So there was just me and an American academic oh. looking in there. Did you go for lunch together? No, we chatted a bit about yeah. um, 18th century interiors. <laughs> nice. I must admit, I was on the back foot <laughs> somewhat with that, with the architecture stuff, but she's yeah. writing a book about it. Oh. Closing a chapter on um, PSG. PSG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loved a he loved a big mastiff as did well. He? he did. Yeah, there was a. There you was... know, kind of, you've got a bit of a mentionitis with Alexander Pope. Is <laughs> he a new sort of bromance? I tell you what, I love about him. He had oh, he had God. he had a big mastiff um, called oh, um, God. Bounce. God. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that one died, so he got another one and called that Bounce. And I like people who recognise the interchangeability of a dog yeah. species. Like, yeah, you know, people yeah. who clone their dogs, you yeah. think, just get another one like that? Yeah. What are you paying that kind of money for? Mm-hmm. Just get another Just get 2.0, yeah. Same, the same. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have um, at least four Raymonds, I imagine, in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he just, you know, he'd just be on the... Well, he wouldn't be on the phone, but he'd just say to his PA, Pope, <laughs> um, bounce, bounce seven as, uh, <laughs> as uh, he's gone down. He's, he's gone. <laughs> bounce seven, man down. <laughs> Mastiff down. Um, get us, get us another seven one. seven has thrown a seven. Yeah, go and, go and get us eight, will you? <laughs> when my dog, who's called Lucky, uh, leaves this earth, should I just get another dog and call it Luckier? Yeah. Because it's still alive. I, li- I like that, that idea. Well, yeah. wait and see. Luckier. You might want to call it less Lucky. Maybe. You're right. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> there was a book for sale there called Mastiffs and Minerals. Oh. <laughs> just, just saying. I think you can get it through the post if anyone's... Uh, Radio. Absolute Radio. We're talking um, Pope's Grotto this morning <laughs> on Absolute Radio. Mainly Alexander Pope's underground hideaway. Do you think he called it a man cave at the time? I don't. Oh, I, I hope I, he did. Uh, say that. He really put I, me off him if he did. I, it would put me off too. Do you think I he had do. music down there from a, a grotto blaster? Oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. Life ain't so easy when you're a grotto <laughs> child. <laughs> so, um, enough. Okay. Well, I tell you what, though, yeah. because it's on the river, it's a beautiful part of the Thames where he is there in Twickenham. And well, it says he's friends. Where he is, I mean. Well, oh, sorry, where, <laughs> where he was. In the 18th century. Was yeah. it 18th century? Yeah, no. he died uh, 1744. 
Oh. Anyway. Bit of a stalker. So, um, <laughs> a bit light on the stalking. There's nothing you don't know about this man. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, so um, his friends used to come by boat to visit him. So he'd stand down on the jetty. Oh, and right. I, I th- On the jetty. You know what? And if you look along the river there, people still, they've still got like boats, but like small boats, like car sized boats. And that's what they must do around there. Yeah. Right. Just drive around. I went out with. Um, Went out with a California girl. You? Uh, you remember her, um, him? Uh, oh yeah. And she was uh, she'd been a surf gymnast in her youth, which um, I didn't know what that meant. But what it meant was that she was in a bikini, and surfing men would hold her above their shoulders for sort of. Uh, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, you know, because it looked it looked good. Yeah. Okay. And she was saying that she. Uh, she had a friend who'd got a motorboat or a dad had got a motorboat and the two of them or the three or four of girls mm. in bikinis just went tootling around this thing in California and they saw John Wayne on his jetty. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that really is like a dream, isn't and it? And they said, like, no toupee, just out there enjoying himself. And, oh. uh, and, and, and she said, they all went, Mr Wayne, Mr Wayne. And, and, he, and he just looked up and went... Hi, girls. Oh, bad. John Wayne. I was excited enough because Jim Davidson had tweeted us this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's knocked me into a cock tap. Now we've got a John Wayne anecdote. <laughs> maybe the first John Wayne anecdote of, um, of the weekend for a lot of people. Of the century. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I've moved into the 20th. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Yeah. But we were in 1744 a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, give, give us a ramp. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran has returned. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I was just uh, showing the guys. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Pope's Grotto all morning, but there was a they uh, tweeted a picture of me, the Pope's Grotto Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. The, the Pope's Grotto crew. <laughs> In an enormous clash of old and new, <laughs> yeah, Pope's Grotto has a Twitter feed. Yeah. Hash, hash, hashtag PG. There's yeah. a, a, a picture of me, and you can see I've I've got a, a Pope's Grotto laminate. Oh, I mean, nice. he looks ridiculous. It's, you think? It's great. Well, I mean, he looks lovely. He looks very stylish, but equally, Better. it's very I'm with the band. <laughs> I mean, it's like AAA access. But it's, what degrees it, of access are there to Pope's yeah. Grotto? It's access all alcoves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we did have one brilliant thing, a, a Pope's Grotto-themed um, communication. We did, and this is from 329, who says, Hi, all, I've just booked to go to the grotto. My son says Frank could sell me anything. Ladies and gentlemen, my work here is done. You are one of those uh, media influencers, aren't you? (laughs) What what do they call opinion formers? (laughs) Yeah, taste makers. I don't know if... You are. I don't know if the grotto's going to hit that kind of height. Is it going to be on Catelyn Moran's Rises in the Sunday in the Times this week. First, you did it about um, what was it, uh, Fortnum and Mason Piccadilly, and then it sold out, oh, didn't that, it? Yeah, well, he takes things viral. And now yeah. this, and then I, of course, the reverse <laughs> when I I talked about uh, 
somewhere I thought was closed. Oh, no, I did that with Clinton's card. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. And, and then it, it went, did close. Yeah. We had the BHS. Well, with yeah. great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yes, you're quite right. Um, can we just also share from Daniel Skipsey, you were talking about Superman 3, I believe, earlier. And yes. Richard Pryor, was it? Yeah. yeah. I watched some of Superman 3 being filmed on location in Canada when Richard Pryor's character, or rather his stuntman, landed in the street after skiing off the top of a skyscraper. I was there. Oh, I was about seven years old that. at the time. Yeah. I will never forget it. And that was one of Bozzy's biggest laughs, I think, because he, he, he skied down a sort of a glass, <laughs> sort of gazebo-like roof. Kids like falling, don't they? Oh, People they fall- do. Um, well, that's great, Daniel. I mean, it's no Pope's Grosso. No. But it'll no, do. No, no. <laughs> Is that going to become a saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, marvellous. Oh, so we've got Al back. I'm back. From his travels. I'm back. How yeah. was it, Al? It was good. I've been to the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, I... I I I don't like to blow my own trumpet and talk about like sales well, and stuff I, like that. It hurts my, I find it hurts my back yes, for a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those. You know, I'd, I'd, I hate to say this, but I'm I'm all about just. Like, I'm more interested in the show than the PR. You know, when you you, you meet some comics and they love the press bit they love talking about themselves and I'm not I'm not one of those no I'm just talking about well Well, basically a thing happened where (laughs) I don't really engage with that side of it because I don't love doing I might stop doing interviews you know these I don't stop doing interviews I might I might don't say that to old interviewee Ian over there on the last tour I did that's like Gary Kay he'll retire from international football (gasps) maybe maybe it is a bit like that but you know some people it's I but I've I've reluctantly got to admit that I should perhaps engage with the PR a little bit more than I do because the mm. ticket sales were good and then towards the end of the fringe, a person who works in the comedy industry who books for the comedy store sent me a text message saying, I don't suppose you can do Manchester for us on Sunday night? And I said, no, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> and he said, oh, I should have known that, shouldn't I? And mm. I thought, yeah, my PR message hasn't even got to the edge yeah. of my contacts list of my own phone. That's not good enough, is it? Oh. Yeah, the, the low-profile thing. But if people are turning up, who They cares? were, they were, oh, and exactly. it was good fun. And uh, and and I had uh, various nice things happen during the gig, and, and I've got I a bit came. of a confession to make, but now um, I feel like it's perhaps not the time because Daisy's oh. just flashed me the 30 seconds sign saying... Oh. But it's... That's OK, well, I've hold got, it. Yeah. I'm all for, onto it, I'm all got, for a, a fringe cliffhanger. Yeah, I think it's a bad confession. <laughs> I think I've got a oh, bad fact, confession you know, from the Edinburgh Festival. Frank loves the confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. I mean, I won't banish you to Twickenham by <laughs> law. Am I, I going to give you a penance? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you're Jermaine? <laughs> I'll give him his Jermaine. <laughs> Is he still in the house, Jermaine Pennant? Oh, I think he got into a little bit of trouble. OK. Did he? He's know. not still tagged, is he, though? <laughs> I think those days are gone. (laughs) You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We were on a cliffhanger. We were on an Edinburgh-based cliffhanger. with Oh, yeah. We're discussing my lack of PR. Fair play to the people that did see the show. They must have seen it as, like, orienteering or something (laughs) to actually find the show. Um, I think... I might have got this wrong, but I think Mm. Michael McIntyre in a previous... uh, Incarnation before he was the Michael McIntyre we know. I think he once went up to Edinburgh with just his face on the poster, no name or date of show. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wow, think that's so. confident. I may have mis 
remembered that, but I'm pretty sure he was convinced to do that by a, a former management. And did it work? No. no. <laughs> I think it was a terrible idea. I remember a he comic... He was unknown at the time, so I think... This is back in the 90s. I remember a comic um, calling his show Sold Out. <laughs> and that apparently led to quite a lot of empty seats because people thought, oh... Wow. Yeah, I mean, so you've got to be careful. It wasn't that. Well, you mentioned it. What is it now, though? They do the virals on social media. <coughs> we needed to set up yeah, something not... going wrong, like you tripping or something going wrong. Oh, what me? Yeah. Well, right. you're a bit just saying a sort of shock jock thing and oh, yeah, becoming I could a, do that. A, a controversial character. I could do that. Anyway, mm. let's do the. Yeah. Anyway, you did all right. Yeah. Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened because you know you rent a flat and then you know like you you live in it for a month. Here's what happens about. Ten days in to being in the flat that I'd rented, which was nice, my um, wife and children were coming up, and so I did a little bit of tidying, oh. and I thought, oh, I'll just change the sheets on the bed in the flat. And ten then days in? Ten days in, yeah. <laughs> little yeah. insight there. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because my wife's coming. And then I couldn't find... Um, sheets that fitted my bed. There were spare sheets for the kids' beds, but they hadn't been used. And so I just left the sheets that had been used for 10 days my wife visited and I said oh absolutely disgusting animal I couldn't find clean bedding for the and then she stayed for 10 days and I thought well there's only five more don't say you get the same sheets for 20 days a month (laughs) (gasps) that's my confession absolute sicko but why would you start washing them and drying them after 20 days you wouldn't think that I must admit when I lived in a a bed sheet I mean I don't know. I don't remember ever washing them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I did a month in the same bedding and then I drove home and got into clean sheets. Oh, that's extraordinary. I think if you, wear, if you wear pyjamas, you, you didn't change the sheets ever because you're not actually in contact <laughs> okay, with them. OK, well, that tells me a lot. I sleep in boxer shorts and a T-shirt before anyone box, texts boxer asking. Boxer shorts and a T-shirt. Well, you've got, you got the um, skin fine, cells from your legs. You're meant <laughs> yeah. to be. You're meant to change your sheets. Meant to? What is minim- this, Debrettes? Hold your high horses. <laughs> you're meant to change your sheets minimum, minimum, every two weeks. Minimum? Yeah. Right. That's what they agree on, the people in lab coats. <laughs> That articles at the Daily Mail. Debrett. Did I tell you I had a, a singing? I have to speak to my wife. I had a singing lesson with a woman called Tona Debrett. Did you? She's the yeah. best ever name for a singing teacher. I'm familiar with her work. She was in a film called The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Well, really? she taught a, a big um, claim to fame was she taught Johnny Rotten how to sing. Yeah. But I went for a singing lesson with her, and they said uh, Tona's lovely, but she's the biggest name dropper you'll ever meet in your life. And I said, believe me, I've met some. I've met some biggies. Mm. So, you know, she's got some way to go. So I turned up and I knocked on the door and um, she couldn't quite get the door open and then she finally got it open. She said, I'm terribly sorry, this door's never been the same since Benny Hill used it for a sketch. (laughs) (laughs) I was still on the step. I hadn't got in yet. (laughs) Marvellous. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've uh, had a text message from David, 496, who I think um, bolsters my story a little. Go on. Uh, He says, when I was at college, we were given one clean sheet a fortnight and we were expected to move the top one to the bottom and put the clean one on top so each one lasted a month before duvets. Okay. I mean, I would have done that if I could have found another... 
I would have thought there is an argument if you are if you're the hygienic type. What about if you just turn? <laughs> <laughs> turn I, I like the concept of there being a hygienic a type. Out of your voice, <laughs> the hygienic if you, uh, type. That, you know what I mean? That lot, yeah, yeah. the hygienic type, <laughs> if, PC um, brigade. If um, if. <laughs> If you, why can't you just take the fitted sheet on the thing and just turn it, reverse it? Oh yeah, that may because it care. smells, dear. I think okay. it'll smell. That smell will be locked in by elastication. Oh, lovely. So you know, I did wash like a pop me. Sock. Can I just make reverse it clear? I washed sock. me all through the month. It wasn't just. Oh no, we never thought. I don't that. want to we know never about for a second. I, don't I don't want you to be judging me too much. Yeah. I like the bedding was grubby, but I was. I like the idea of a whistle. The, the, the smell trapped in the elastication. When you open it, it'd be like those. You know those dry roasted peanuts. It'd be like taking when you take the fitted sheet off. <laughs> I think people make people make an enormous fuss about all that stuff. Agreed. Mm. What, basic human cleanliness? But in the yeah, night, how dirty does one get in the night? In the middle of the night. <laughs> 8, 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it daytime. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> keep it morning. How dirty does one get in the middle of the night? OK, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> so, Frank, I know you love an astronaut. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you love an astronaut almost as much as you love a, a bit of Alexander Pope. <laughs> well, let's Ooh. not go over the top. OK, OK. But did you did you see this news this morning? Uh, this week, actually, it was about the International Space Station, about the leak they sprung. There was actually news uh, this morning about this, uh, an American, uh, well, obviously an astronaut, who did the orbit of the moon not on a landing, and he said he looked down at the moon and thought, well, I don't really fancy it much anyway. Glad I'm not oh. glad I'm not land. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that does sound a bit like. Well, I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, didn't like want to get to the World Cup anyway. It's, is it basically like those T-shirts saying, "I didn't fancy him anyway"? <laughs> I believe there is one you can is buy. There? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, do you like that? So they sprung a leap, which I thought Al mm-hmm. sounded a bit plotline in some mothers to have them. What a leak in a uh, in the international one... space station. Yeah. Well, there's only one person I think who could perhaps reconstruct oh, do you think how that said, might have been do you think said. He might on the have show. said Houston, we're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> you think you might have said that? We've got a problem. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person that can do a Frank Spencer impression, by the way. No, they used to be thick on, my the, thick on the ground. Pretty good evidence I'm not. <laughs> but there's not, there's not many left now. No. Because we did have a bit of David Bellamy the other week. That oh, was, that was oh, good, wasn't miss, it? Yeah. That was yeah. special. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he plugged oh, in yeah. his finger, didn't he? He stuck his finger in the hole of, the, of a spaceship. Do you mean Alexander Grest? Yeah. German astronaut. Yeah, German astronaut. his finger in. Two millimetre. There's a very funny photograph in the in a tabloid where it looks like he's pointing. He's sort of got <laughs> said finger out like a gun, <laughs> as if he's going. It was this one, everyone. <laughs> one of my favourite literal that, photographs. Something they said, which hadn't occurred to me when I first read the story, is he he might be the only person who's touched actual space. Because, oh, wow. because his finger must have been against space if it was mm. blocking the leak. Whereas normally, obviously, if, you, if you're oh, in yeah. space, you're, you're in a suit. You're always protected from space. So he was actually touching it. Wow. So what about... Well, we should explain what happened in case anyone didn't see. So it was a meteorite, wasn't it? That meteorite struck in, in the space station. International Space Station. I know, mm. but I feel, I feel... As opposed to the club... Um, space station. Although that's the thing, whenever <laughs> I hear International Space Station, then I see a picture and it looks like one of those Star Wars toys. 
And I think I was expecting like a bar and, you know, it's kind of departure boards, people in maybe Lurex bodysuits. Well, do you remember when I went to see Polyakov at the BFI? Yeah, do we ever. Polyakov was this uh, cosmonaut. (laughs) I read this chapter in my diary all the time. Yeah, well... (laughs) We're so sneery of the culture, aren't we? Oh, Alexander Pope, Polyakovs. Let me remind you that uh, Polyakov was... I don't know if he still got the record. At the time, he had the record for the most time spent in Spain. Oh yeah, he was the bloke who went up on a on a Russian mission. Um, Stephen Polyakov, the playwright. No, no. Okay. I think he's called Valerie. 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 Oh no. Oh, why don't you come yeah. on over? Didn't uh, yeah. I think Amy Winehouse did a big tribute to his uh, mission. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be. I wish they'd played that when he come on. Oh, Valerie. <laughs> Oh, I don't. What is this? He <laughs> was very like that. They showed a clip of them on the space station, and he said, uh, "It looks like we are just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of hard work." So he was he was quite stern. Remember, I told you he had the most enormous chinos I'd ever seen. Oh, Think yeah. back. Oh, billowing. Yes. I, how can I forget billowing chinos? chinos. Yes. Yeah. I think we talked about it in great detail. But yeah, I, think we did. Bit, I remember him now. I just think mm. that he was very... Because um, they said that recently on the International Space Station they tried to play tennis. You know, when they have that oh, things at the yeah. moment. And that's what he was moaning about. Cause he said, you don't do that. Because if you do one of those things, mm-hmm. that's all people show and they don't show you doing scientific experiments. Because yeah. it's not such a crowd pleaser. Mm. <clears throat> he made a fair point, I think, uh, yeah. Polyakov. And I'm Polly happy Akoff to, apologist. I'm happy to be <laughs> quoting him now. Yeah, Polyakoff. Poly, poly, no, I can't do it. Okay. A poly, a polyakoffologist. That'll do. No. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. One detail I liked in this story about the International Space Station leak was that NASA apparently decided to wait until they'd woken up to tell them about the yeah, leak. That was. And I thought, <laughs> oh, let's not spoil their morning. Let them have a lie-in. Wow. I mean, it's not like telling you your team has lost last night. I it's didn't, an, a I potential didn't even disaster. I until the next day to tell my wife that I'd heard Michael Jackson had died on the radio. Did you? I got in and she said, you know what, night, and I said, oh, Michael Jackson's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just went straight to it. Yeah. When um, when John Lennon was shot, I got up the next morning and my my mom had left a note and it mm. said John Lennon shot outside his New York flat and then she'd written dead and mm. underlined it about ten times. I mean, it was the oh. worst oh, possible wow. oh, oh. to find out. Mm. In fact, I took the day off and got very very drunk instead. Okay. That seems appropriate. And I, I saw a, a very strange man who I used to see occasionally. It was a bit scary, but I, I we had a dialogue. And he said to me... Uh, Sounds a bit strange. said, I didn't expect you drinking on lunchtime Tuesday or whatever, whatever day it was. And I said, mm. um, yeah, one of my heroes died. He said, I, do you know he was one of the fifth best fencers in Europe? <laughs> John Lennon? <laughs> was he? And he was talking about um, Sir Oswald Mosley, the British fascist who died um, just shortly before. Oh, really? Slightly worried that he thought, he assumed that that was one of my heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was would set off a few one fellow we're morning today. That he, yeah. did, that he didn't make the leap to John Lennon. No, I don't know if he'd heard about it. He was, probably wasn't a man who had radios <laughs> and things, but... Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Like, I'm going to go out and get drunk because Oswald <laughs> Mosley has died. <laughs> wow. Different times. Good fact, though, about the... Uh, about the off, being one, one of the, the fifth best fences yeah. in Uri had to be, I should think. Yeah. The bodyguard's got a day off. <laughs> Oh, man. He had to be on high alert, constant code red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was for, he was ever um, drawn. <laughs> yeah. So they in the end they. But resol- that fits in, doesn't it? That What's fits that? in with Polyakov saying, "It looks like we're having fun." Yeah. That NASA saying, "Just let them sleep." <laughs> we tell them the pressure is actually dropping, but we we'll, we'll let them sleep. Yeah. It's that super calmness. Oh, I also, if you remember, I saw Ellen Sharman interviewed. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yes, yeah. The the, the British. Oh, I um, do. And and someone asked her if it was like a spiritual experience the first time she saw Earth from space, and she said. Um, Sort of people who have spiritual experiences aren't very helpful on a space flight. <laughs> so it's it's all hear about hear ye, hear ye. That You're is kind of good. Girl. That it's, is it's all about being calm to the point of you know. Yes, it's you need the sort of brilliant. Uh, I call it the head of an anaesthetist. This I don't imagine they're great they company. This is why when they come back, they're often not great speakers because they're not. You know, they've done interesting oh, things, yeah. but by don't, by by not being interested. Don't kill off Polyakov's corporate. No, Frankel goes mad. I know. Uh, I think being dull is a real plus in space. Oh yeah. In life, sometimes. Well, I don't know Hear about ye. that. <laughs> Thank you. It makes life much. easier. I just know that when they said the pressure is dropping in the internet, that not nobody there would have sung Queen and David Bowie's <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> because, you know, they just would. They're not those kind of people. True. Yeah. Absolutely true. And I sung it whilst reading the story. Did you not? I, I, as soon as it said, well, uh, yeah, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. I mean, you've got to do it. I like the idea if they had done that, that the first David Bowie vocal to be on the International Space Station wasn't Space Oddity <laughs> or even Starman. Yes. Although I can't, I can't imagine the Russians in the background going, hey, no, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, they used a toothpick in the end, Frank. Well, first we put right. his finger in it, then they used um, gaffer tape. Yeah, and they had a then they gaffer went, tape um, that was called something else. That it was made like me Krypton think, oh. tape or something. Yeah, it made yeah. me think, oh, I'd like to get some of that. It sounds like super space well, tape. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want you getting get funny it. tape. You probably get it on, on the internet. Do you think? Yeah. Well, that cat won't think that's weird when that turns up. <laughs> I once, we had one of those innovations. Was it the most oh, I've ever good. seen Kath laugh? We had an innovations catalogue, and I sat in bed reading it to her, and they had a cruet set. Oh, yeah. Salt and pepper. And, and it said, um, never goes damp and never leaks. And it developed through NASA technology. <laughs> <laughs> a cruet set. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane together... The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. So, we've had a correctione, Frank. Hold on. Hold on. We've got one here somewhere. Yeah. It's all moved. Everything's moved. It's from uh, one of our regulars. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. Huh. It's from Clive Silas, one of our regulars. Ah, yes. A very decent chap. Oh. He says, the, despite the correctione, which is aimed at moi, oh. the International Space Station was punctured by a meteor. Meteorite, which is what I said, erroneously it turns out, who knew? 
is what it's called when it's been found on Earth yeah, after it has landed. Hashtag Pedant's Corner. No, not Pedant. No, no, I I appreciate that. And Very good point. Yeah. I, I have to be honest, I didn't actually know that. I'm not ashamed. I think there might be a bit of meteorite in Pope's Grotto. Oh, Frank, you've got to stop going on about Pope's Grotto. I mean, it's no, all don't. you talk about now. Don't, don't stop going on about it. What's Kath going to say? <laughs> don't tell Kath. <laughs> Ian Botham's autobiography. Exactly. Love, great mention. Exactly. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Who I mentioned in that space oddity there was Colonel Tom. Was that his... Major Tom, rather. Yeah. What, as in ground, ground control? control. Colonel Major Tom's Tom. a good point. Colonel Tom was Elvis's... Colonel Tom Parker. ...manager, and he was called Colonel Tom. <laughs> ground it's, control to Colonel Tom. What's happened to the money? You've stolen it all. It's yeah. um, Major Tom. Is Tommy's uh, surname or first name? Oh. Do you know, I think that's a real question for our readers. Yeah, Someone's going to know the answer. I love that question. I mean, would you call someone... I'd say if you'd say Colonel Tom, maybe you'd say Major Tom was the first name. I mean, look at Private Benjamin. Yeah, if yeah. there's any astronauts... I think that's a surname, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was, it it was Goldie, be. wasn't it? No, that was the actress' Goldie name. Horn. Goldie Horn. You can't separate the actor from the character. No, no I'm saying... Not. Yeah. Private Gold. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Played by Goldie Horn. How yeah. do we get to private? Oh, yeah. So, so if anyone, so don't know. Yeah, I'd like if there's any. There'll be, there'll be aficionados out there or astronauts. Imagine we got a text from the ISS. Yeah. Imagine Val- one of these. They're um, up there now. That's the weird. Alexander thing, isn't got it? a guess. They're actually the up thing. there now, floating about. Yeah. Three Americans, two Russians, and a German. Walked into a bar. Everybody's talking about... <laughs> oh, this about. is what I love about working with two comics. I knew you wouldn't be able to resist you finishing that off in some way. Yeah. I've got to say, and I don't like to stero- uh, st- racially stereotype, but if there's a hole oh, in the wall... Tense. I'll just make that clear. Go on, then. <laughs> if I'd said I do like to, then we'd have been tense. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I think I'd go for a German if somebody said to me there's a hole in the International Space Station oh, with yeah. this impression to just take, take it easy. Yeah. Because I think I would have been not helpful in well, that situation. Oh, well, no. it's in the absence of um, a Dutchman there, we'd have oh, well, to. That would have... Is that a finger yeah. in the dam reference? Yeah, but it's an urban what? myth. It's not real. You know, I read that, this story and I thought, oh, like the finger in the dam. And then I had a moment where I thought, have I made that up? The finger in the dam thing. Is that a thing? I did a gig at the uh, Aranji Boom Boom. Oh, uh, yeah. Stop, na- stop name dropping. And there was <laughs> some, two Dutch people in there. And at one point, water started leaking through the ceiling. I said, can you stick your finger in there, mate? And he got a round of applause. That's it. And I don't think, if I they did that today, I don't think they'd get No, they did get it then, oh. but I'm talking oh. about how people's knowledge of the world. Well, also, it faulted. wasn't a Dutch story. <clears throat> I think it was an American story. So a lot of Dutch people didn't even know what that was. Was oh. it? But now they've taken it on oh, so, but as it's their set own in Holland, history. Obviously, it's set in Holland, exactly. Oh, oh, now they've got statues and all sorts. Oh, absolutely. That's good. Really? That's I like good. the tourism aspect. But I know your point. I think if uh, if I had been in the space station and there was a leak, I don't think it would have even occurred to me to stick my finger in there or a toothpick, which is what no, they did I'd in the end. I'd have been too busy praying. What would you have... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have been praying, I don't just... think. No, you wouldn't. Well, you might have been. <laughs> if you're ever going to pray, that yeah, could be it. That's the time. Yeah, I'm not I sure. just think it sounded a bit amateur hour, some of the solutions to this problem. Well, like chewing it. gum would have been the thing. But <laughs> oh, suppose, that would I be good. I suppose the Americans had sold all that to the Russians. Oh, yeah. Why is Alex Ferguson when you need him? <laughs> 
they still do? They used to, they used to say, if ever you get to Russia, take chewing gum and Levi's. <laughs> and Coca-Cola. Make a fortune. Coca-Cola. Well, that sounds What good. do you take now? So if, if you want to sell stuff on your East European holiday, what do you take now? 8, 12, 15. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8, 12, 15. Go on, because that sort of enriches the experience, for us at least. Yeah. Mm. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Those are your three forms of communication. Yeah. I was just admiring Emily Dean's footwear as you uh, raised the faders on the mics and now she's madly paranoid that there's something wrong. No, I thought there'd been a... Ter- I might have dropped just something indiscreet. I pointed out them and gave them I, a thumbs up. I don't think she, I um, uh, noticed. Well, I've got a confession, confession to make. Oh, right. I love a confession. Well, I... Well, stolen. I mean, don't get too excited. She's in some stolen uh, hotel flip-flops. <laughs> well, no, I ran out of the house this morning in these, thinking, oh, I'll take my proper shoes with me. Never do you ever do flip-flops, that? flip-flops, by the way, um, kids. They're not. They're an open-toed leopard print Moroccan sandal. But anyway, they're my house Real sandal. Real leopard? No. I ran out this morning in them, um, thinking, oh, I'll change into my normal shoes, my nice shoes, when I get there. And I've kept them on. Good. So, anyway. I've got some cheetah like slippers. I just find they're faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't, obviously. Don't no. start with a... Okay. okay. So we're finding out about, a bit about... Do you remember we were talking about uh, Major Tom? Was it his surname? Oh, yeah. Does, does anyone know? Well, 623 shed some light on it. Did you know the name Major Tom from Space Oddity was taken by Bowie from... A, Bowie, I should say, from a poster in Brixton where he lived. The poster was advertising a local Amdram play with a local actor by the name of Tom Major. Oh. John Major's dad. No. Well, I don't. Listen, if this is true, I don't think that can be right. I tell you for why. Go because on. Because John Major's dad and his mom, I think, yeah. were in a proper theatrical double act. They were professionals, and I don't think they'd have been in an Amdram production. Okay. No. Oh, that sound like my mother. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear, but I. I'm hard. sorry, dear. Not there's anything wrong with Amdram. <laughs> don't start on that. Say what you like about Frank. You can't say what you like. He, he knows a lot about John Major's parents. Yes, That's I've spoken to John Major about always it. Is this one of his um, Alexander, Alexander Pope and John Major's parents? He's strong on those subjects. Oh, he's born in a trunk, John Major. Oh, oh, he knows a lot about born him as well. Trunk, yeah. Some sort of elephant ectopic pregnancy <laughs> mix-up. <laughs> Whatever happened to being born in strange places? Um, 8, 12, 15. I yeah. know someone who's born on a train in Russia. Do oh, you? Wow. That's fairly... Uh, really? That's fairly strange. If yeah. there's anyone listening who was born in a strange place, do let us know, because I think they're always interesting, exciting stories, aren't they? Mm. I think so. We were also well, we'll find out. I'm... Um, <laughs> I'm I'm interested in this use of the toothpick to uh, to save the um, space station because my wife when I my wife when my I read the story <laughs> I saw her, she was in the living room as I was looking at the story and I said oh they they use this toothpick and she said oh it's like that time that I um, fixed a ball cock in the uh, toilet downstairs yeah using a lolly stick and a lemon. So she taped it to the lolly stick. Wow. And and made the toilet work again. That's and then the plumber great. got here and said mm. the plumber apparently said, I've seen a lot of uh, makeshift stuff, but never a, a lemon and a lolly stick, this is good. But oh. didn't leave it there. I would have quite liked them to have just said, You can use this for a bit if you want. I'd bet um 
ten pounds that you still ate the lemon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I did, I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> it might have been an act of malice no, on behalf a, of the, you see, the, I, the family. I, I wouldn't be capable of any of that. When I first moved into a, um, when I first lived on my own, I moved into a. Actually, it wasn't the first. The first time I lived on my own outside of academia, mm. I moved into a bed sit in a place called Harborne in Birmingham, and the the bed. Hey, going back to where we were before, I'd got no sheets or anything. It hadn't occurred to me that they just didn't come with the bed. All oh, right. So, <laughs> oh, so the you didn't first have night, first night, I just slept on a on a mattress. I'm, mm-hmm. You can see the buttons on me the next morning. <laughs> the print oh, of the must buttons. Have been cold. Did you put? Did what did Cinderella you put over you? that? <laughs> so, um, Did you I, yeah, put, like, I a tea towel or something, or a coat. I think it, luckily it was quite warm when I moved in. Um, but anyway, uh, the other thing was um, one of the legs had broken on the bed, so the whole bed dropped into one corner. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, what? The only thing I had was I had a large tin of baked beans, which I put under that corner of the bed. Brilliant. To solve. keep it upright. And you know what? It was there for about three years. That's great. Yeah. You know what I love? It couldn't be any more bedsit cliché. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if ever there'd been a nuclear attack, I'd have been all right in that bedsit. I for, honestly you know, thought you were going to go day. for hardback books, but straight to the no, tin of beans. Perfect. It was. It was. Yeah. It worked great. It was just the right height. This was. This was pre ring pull. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, know if I, I don't know if I've told you about that injury. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. Well, Al, you were mentioning... There's some lots of life hacks, but it's a bit of make-do-and-mend thing, similar to the uh, ISS, the behaviour yeah. of the astronauts on the ISS. I'm no stranger... Great context work, by the way. I had to mm, do it. I always like to sum up for new readers. Um, I... I'm no stranger to the business card slid in between the recesses of my laptop. Oh, to... God. <laughs> that was... We okay? I, didn't, I really didn't know what that was. You okay? right, right to the penultimate word. I know, I know. So the reason never, being that I've it removes the grime. Oh, you I have never seen sort of... that. I'm going to show you later, about? Frank. What's it about? What's it about is sometimes your space bar gets a bit sticky. Is it almost Some like of the flossing keys. for the keys? You've got it in one now. Oh, I get you. And what do you do? You just slide it around the edges? Slide the business card throughout the um, surrounding area of the keys. Wow. And it... <laughs> Hush my mouth. <laughs> like people do with a toothpick, as you'd say. Well, you know, you're just going between the... Oh, I see. Yeah, between, yeah. yeah. you're going it. between the keys and all that. Yeah, it works an absolute treat. Because you clean that laptop, but hidden dirt lies under the surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already established this morning that's something that doesn't seem to trouble either of you too much. Yeah. Do I, give it a go. I've been making a mistake. I've, I, I've been just leaving them to soak overnight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me. Did I tell you about that... Uh, Swimming pool I went to. I can't remember if I told you about it. Where was, was it? At Elton at, John's I was, house? At, I was at Soho House, which is where the old BBC building used to be. Oh right. Oh That's yes. It. So on the tenth floor, yeah. There's a, a there's a swimming pool. This was like a Monday lunchtime, mm. and I went up there, and it was absolutely crammed with people in bikinis and tiny little, um, you know, blokes in speedos. All these beautiful people. But you couldn't have put a half a crown piece down on the ground. Yeah. And uh, it was 
we're beautiful people. And I thought, oh, I'd love to just get down to me pants now and sit here and spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> like a horrible Where's Wally <laughs> thing. But they were all on laptops and I thought... Oh, not in their not in their swimwear. Yeah, in their swimwear. Sh- shut up. Oh, that's so, nice. I can't go on a laptop in my swimwear. And there were people lying down yeah. with the laptop on their belly. No, not on the... At, at working. And I thought, they are going to get the worst tan line yeah. ever. They're going to look like Teletubbies. <laughs> They're going to get that like screen in the belly. And also, if they've bought a cheap laptop, they might well get a battery burn on the tum They haven't but... bought a cheap laptop, oh, these really? people. Was it all the rich? No, it was all the... No. Oh, man, they've got rich older people to buy them laptops. <laughs> it was, um... Um, can I just say... That's Frank, why I went. There <laughs> <laughs> was no vacancies. Frank, I don't like bikinis and... You know, near a laptop, I think it's you know keep the two that. worlds separate. Yeah. Well, it was okay. a very hot day, but Monday lunchtime. I mean, those of you working, you know, factories and stuff, just think of what's happening in other parts of the world. <laughs> it's incredible. I'd love to have took a photo, but obviously that could have been tricky. <laughs> Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Well, I'm very excited because we've had a communique from the Pope's Grotto Trust, Frank. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> when Pope's Grotto Trust gets mentioned on Absolute Radio, you know we've really arrived. <laughs> thank you, at Frank on the radio. That's from Pope's Grotto Trust. Everyone will be talking about it now. There'll be Capital oh, will be yeah. doing it and all those There's Pope's sure. Grotto Week. They'll always play in catch-up. Yeah. Um, to balance it out, uh, 729 has texted, are you discussing the Pope's Grotto in Twickenham? My husband and I were the managers there not for a the short po- time. Not the Pope's Grotto. No. A different place. The managers at the Grotto? Oh, is that a p- the pub, do you mean? They were the... No, maybe they just managed the actual Grotto. I think they managed the... <laughs> I think there was a pub called Pope's Grotto, which might oh, really? now just be called the Alexander Pope. It's unlike you well, to I know um, so much information about Pope's Grotto and the surrounding area. I don't know if this helps, Frank, but the T before Pope is not capitalised, so it's, are you discussing the Pope's Grotto? Oh, I see. In Twickenham. I don't think it is a pub. I think it's Pope's Grotto. I don't want to fall out over Alexander's home. I don't think it there's a manager, though. Well, they say my husband and I were managers there for a short time in 1981. Still have the occasional nightmare about the place. (laughs) That's from Eileen Page. Oh, come on, Eileen. Hey! Hey. Never heard that before in your life. I'll bet. Um... I won't have that said about the grotto. Watch out with Eileen Page, you can turn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's... Um, I I bet they managed the pub that was called Pope's Grotto. That's well, Eileen, if you're listening and you can clear this up, that would she be really be helpful. She must be listening. What is she, a I mean, psychic? still listening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she might have thought, I sent that message. It's very bad reception, <laughs> I imagine. Well, she might be a psychic. It immediately, I'm out of here. I mean, I let's face it, she wouldn't be the first Eileen to be a psychic, would she, boys? No, no that's true. I don't know what the network coverage is like in the grotto. <laughs> well, she's not the there grotto. anymore. I like the idea of them having... I like the idea of them having managers, though, mm-hmm. and sort of AGMs and meetings. And yeah. Well, You're late. The start time at the grotto it. is 9am. To do well, the, what? The trust is a real thing. It's a real yeah. thing, yeah. 
it, uh, it, Maybe Pope, some grotto trust could tell us if they've ever employed managers. I mean, like, they know what they're up to, I these just people. Think, I just don't think it's management. You they? also asked if people were born in strange places. <laughs> I and did. 814 has texted You know son. what the perfect answer's going to be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 814. My son was born in the Pope's grotto. No. no oh, I made that only. It's not going to be as good as that. Everyone just no. manage your expectations okay. now. Um, Hang on, I'm just doing it. My son Otis was born in Asda Car Park last year, so people are still born in strange places. Wow, I hope he was born in a child parent slot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they, they were just going to get um, clamped for being in the child parent. And he said, come on, see if you can force, force that. <laughs> and just as they arrived, oh, the baby was born and they saved it. Did I tell you when that happened to me in a, su- in a supermarket? Oh, yeah. we'd, covered all, we'd covered the windows because it was really sunny and Buzz was in the back. He was a baby in oh, the baby shades, seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up and said, excuse me, you're not supposed to park here unless you've got a child. And I opened the door in a... Da, da, oh, no. There he was. It was great. Brilliant. Busy body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, we should really do some animal news uh, on on the show more frequently, not just about my whippet, Lucky, and the next one, Luckier. Mm-hmm. Um, we've uh, there's been a story this week that a bear. This is not a joke. A bear turned up in a liquor store. It went in, uh, you know, in America. Yeah, liquor oh, store. Yeah, can I you know, it? Yeah, not well. like off license. Like well. a, I've seen them called liquor stores here now. Have you? Yeah. It's a bit of a sort of East London trendy thing. I is it? Yeah. It's all changing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. 20 oh, years yeah. ago, like there was no UPS vans, and now you see UPS vans here, yeah. and you see yellow school buses. It's all... Oh, do you? Yeah, I've seen oh. yellow school buses in England. Yeah, and uh, they got the... <laughs> right there. they got the They're Statue not... of Liberty now in uh, Brentford. Yeah, 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 it's all different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, people wear baseball caps here. That's true, yeah. yeah. Weird. Bad hair day, I always think. Yeah, eat lots. Just cover it. <laughs> eat lots. <laughs> <laughs> eat a bit more. But yeah, the bear, I've seen a bit of uh, VT, as they say in the biz. I've seen a bit of VT, videotape. <laughs> and uh, the guy sees the bear sort of in between two, like, sliding doors. And the he gets, automatic doors, yeah. he yeah. gets a bit concerned that the bear is going to set off the door. And so he just reaches straight up and just locks it. Like, there's a manual locking thing at the top. Yeah. And I thought that was very good presence of mind because yeah, I think quick. I would have just um, panicked. I mean, yeah. it was a black bear. It was on. Was he on all fours? Whoa. I he think was, he was. He was on all fours. It was, he, was, the... he wasn't in there to buy Hofmeister. No, <laughs> yeah. but the reason that, that type of bear, I believe, is not traditionally one of the most um, ferocious or aggressive. I know, but you wouldn't it's think the... that. You, well, if you saw a bear I'd in be a fine shop... I'd with a black bear. It's the grizzly. I personally I'd wouldn't be Googling it <laughs> if, I, if there was a bear in a shop. Yeah. I'd I'm think. just saying, of the bears, they're the ones that I'd want to hang out with most. They're far, they're, no, there. Have you not seen that film about that bloke? And at the end, he gets oh, uh, Grizzly Man. Yeah, good film. It's a bad ending. Yeah, it is. But you know, you read what you saw to a certain extent. Uh, well, that is, you know, if life's going to give you lemons, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's what I always say. Oh, I always say Paris Gump and leave it there. <laughs> um, the store was called Crazy Bruce's. Of course it was. I mean, it's going to be so one American. of those places, yeah. isn't it, where people are queuing at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning for drink. 
Yeah. Patron holding a shotgun. Being in charge of the liquor. Uh, I think I'd be willing to bet money that Crazy Bruce has some sort of shotgun on the premises. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be Andy for the bet. (laughs) No. Listen. I think you'd be. That'd be a legit killing, wouldn't it, if you shot a bear in your shop? Yeah. Someone said they thought it was a man. Which. So it was a man? I've got to say, yeah, but let's just be honest. Sometimes it might be reasonable in that part of the world. <laughs> well, in that shop, you might see a man on all fours. It's not out of the A large, heavy set man on all fours. I think that's a reasonable mistake to make. That's why none of the regulars said anything, because they thought they were the only ones who could see it. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be, t- I mean, it would be. Uh, what, it like would be a, terrifying. Sort of like a stag do figure, just dressed as a bear. Is that what you mean? I, I, you could. I, I mean, I've seen some Box realistic party. costumes, but I mean, if you, um, someone said they thought it was a big dog. That maybe as well. Laugh. Yeah, that someone is drunk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What a crazy Bruce is. Yeah. What a massive. Everything looks like a big dog if you drink that much. It? <laughs> yeah. The world looks like a big dog. <laughs> yeah. So Paddington. If you take Paddington three, Paddington two. Oh rather. yeah. Take Paddington yeah. as an average. Bear. Actually, they could have been filming. Idea. They could have been filming Paddington <laughs> three. No, I think you'll find that Yogi Bear was smarter <laughs> than the average bear. That's true. What about the Hair Bear Bunch? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have got through the automatic doors, yeah. I think, Mr. with us. Mr Beasley would have seen to that. Ooh, ooh. Oh, Mr PC. Um, no one will remember that, but it doesn't matter. No, but it's for what, us. What week? When did we ever when care, we care about that? Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. You were saying about... Um, oh, I can't remember what you were saying oh, now. I'm what's, sorry. What does it matter anyway? <laughs> there could have been... No, That's the spirit. Paddington... Oh, Paddington, that was oh, yeah, yeah. ...doesn't look like a a real bear. No, he's wearing a hat and a jacket <laughs> No, often. far from that, no though. Even though it's fabulous animation, you wouldn't think... Is, yeah. As I said, I think, when I saw Paddington too, he, he would he would have been shot with a with a knockout dart if he'd been in central London <laughs> like that. There would have been people waving and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose it be they are allowed to have brewing on the premises. To have what? Brewing. 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 On the premises. Oh, uh, yeah. He's I done a pun. This, I don't know if I get this joke. Brewing. They're allowed to have brewing on the premises. Brewing. Brewing. <sighs> I don't get it. <sighs> Brew. As... as as Donald Trump would say, if I I misjoked. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolutely. Um, we've also got some news just in from Eileen seven two nine, who who used to be the manager of. Um, what was it called? Pope's Grotto. Pope's Grotto. And, and she said, yes, it was the pub. I knew it. That is now some sort of hotel. Yeah, but I think it's called The Alexander Pope now. Do you know what I like? Plug, is that uh, someone saying, yes, it was the pub, and Frank saying, I knew it. <laughs> That's not the first time that exchange has occurred in your life. <laughs> no, it's not. But I just don't, I don't think the grotto is the place where you'd have a couple managing it. True. Is what, I th- what I'm saying. Well, we don't, we don't give it know. time, Frank, with we'll your give help. give it time. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
We've got uh, various loose ends that we can tidy up. Let's tidy up some loose ends. Um, as long as it's not loose women. Uh, 196 <laughs> has texted... I hope it's a bit warmer than that. I may be slightly <laughs> out of whack, but don't you sweat a few pints during the night from Sally, clean but not shiny? I think that's about my bedding issues. Sally, um, I think you might be bedwetting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's... Does pints of sweat in the night, do they? Sally claims to be clean but not shiny. If, I think she might. If she's texting from the tropics, yeah. <laughs> I think that's possible, but I don't think... I don't know, I suppose in the recent um, hot snap... Yeah. What, here, what? When the rain came... Lorraine? You know, no, not Lorraine, <laughs> Lorraine. Yeah. When the rain came recently... Because my, my... Difficult lo- house guest, isn't she? Lorraine, Lorraine. yeah. <laughs> I hear she sweats too. Oh, she's very, a very, very demanding. Her again. Very demanding. Um, but she's gone back to Dundee now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when the rain finally got, I hadn't. Uh, the law, our lawn was going yellow with the sun. It was so intensely hot. And there was a hose pipe ban. Well, at least that's what I told the whole family. I just, it bit me, couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I imposed my own hose pipe ban. And um, when it rained, I'm not kidding, I stood by the window, I watched the rain hitting the... L- and I said out loud, drink up, old friend. <laughs> it was really, I was really excited. And then Adrian Charles happened to be sitting next to you. <laughs> exactly. And he said, oh, I could do a documentary about that. Fancy you being in it, Frank. Thus a star is born. <laughs> Um, which is, I think, the new Lady Gaga. Lady so. Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Is it? Yeah. It used to be Judy Garland, James Mason, Times Change. Yeah, so it's also different. Chris Christopherson, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. And do you know Elvis was offered that and turned it down? Shut up. Yeah, there you go. Because okay. Colonel Tom... Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, ...said he didn't want Elvis uh, portrayed as a fading star. Oh, dear. Well, that's a shame. Out. They could have set it in the grotto. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, then one night in desperation, <laughs> bounce escaped. <laughs> um, a whole song about the life of Alexander. <laughs> uh, what's that coming over the hill? Is it a mastiff? Is it a mastiff? I'd love it if that was your second That's number one. A- Alexand- was a song about Alexander Pope. Alexander Pope, the musical. I think. I think it could work. It's on. Come on. Just going to get my notepad. Let's get scribbling. <laughs> we can workshop this. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for listening this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Be seeing you. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.